Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Well, welcome back, everyone. We are in our second month of our series on parenting. And as always, we hope that it has been an encouragement and a welcome challenge to you <laughs> and for those you love. I mean, honestly, I'm sure that there are some of you who are listening as parents or caregivers that really apply to you. But also, if the Lord brings people to your heart where you're like, wow, this could really impact them, we encourage you, send these on, share these. We really want it to be something that mm-hmm. is helpful for folks. That's why we take the time to pull this information together. Right. And so we have been discussing a lot and learning a lot. And so we just want to thank you for continuing to join us as we continue this series on parenting. It's some good stuff. And our good friend, Brooke, is here. Yeah. Sorry. Special guest, special Brooke. guest Brooke is here. She demands that we call her special That's guest. Um, very demanding. Yep. Um, at this point in the series, we've covered a lot yes, of have. ground. So if you are just now joining us, we couldn't encourage you more to go back. And I mean, we've we've laid a lot of groundwork to kind of even where we're going today. Yeah. Um, we've we've talked about just different challenges that parenting brings, especially different challenges in certain periods. Periods of right. life as your child grows. Um, we've worked through some great resources. I say worked through. We've like barely hit on right. some really great resources out there. Boundaries with kids mm-hmm. and boundaries with teens are two of the primary ones that we've really been looking at. But I know there have been lots of other <laughs> resources yeah. mentioned. I'm like, hopefully your library is just going to be full by the time this series is over <laughs> of just great resources that we have discovered over the years. But really, I think there's something to be said about there's a, there's a bajillion parent books out there, mm-hmm. like books on parenting. But really there are, I mean, there are so many different resources out there for parents that sometimes it's just hard to even weed through all of it and know yeah. where to begin. So we have shared some of the ones that we found to be very helpful mm-hmm. and we're going to be covering even a, a new one today. Um, and so I'm excited for the conversation we're yeah. headed into today. It's going to be really yeah. good. And as we'd really spent some time researching where to go in a parenting series, because y'all, there's a lot of different mm-hmm. avenues you could go. We talked to staff. We talked to different people on Facebook. We had our Mercy Talk listeners send in any ideas. And I have a list of ideas mm. that could have gone into this series. We could literally have done like probably just start months, a whole probably. new podcast about right? it. Right? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. many ideas. But as we talked about it, as we prayed about it, it really came down to going, okay, as we wrapped up this series, where did we need to land? And so today we really just wanted to get to the heart of the matter because that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. We can give the practical steps. We can do all these things and that's important. But if we miss the heart and we miss the the real root of the matter, then we're missing it entirely. And so today we really just want to spend some time talking about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, this whole heart to heart connection piece, I mean, it's kind of like the bread and butter Mm -hmm. of your relationship with your kids, because I do, I think, you know, 
it can get so, I don't know, focused in on like the behaviors, the choices, the decisions, making sure things are going right on the external. Right. <laughs> and I, I think we all do that to some degree in our own lives. Um, but if you have been around Mercy or Mercy Talk or our workshops or our books or anything for even a minute, yeah. <laughs> you know that what we are always about is about getting underneath the behaviors and mm-hmm. underneath those things that you see from the outside looking in in a person and really getting to the root of the different things that we walk through that we, we struggle with. Um, and I mean, for anybody who hasn't heard about our tree analogy that we often bring in, um, we talk about how if our lives are like a tree, um, there's the things above the ground that you see. There's the, the branches and the fruit of the tree that most people, when you look at a tree, that's typically what you're looking at. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever looked at a tree and been like, check out that trunk. It's right. a nice trunk. Right. right. <laughs> you're like you look at that thing that's above the ground that you see the most. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of is what represents our behaviors and the things that people see when they look at us. Um, but holding up those behaviors is this trunk. And we um, talk about the trunk being like the belief system yeah. and the things that we believe about ourselves, the things we believe about God, um, even the things that we believe about other people that sometimes not aren't always accurate or true. Um, but then underneath all of that, that you usually cannot see at all is the entire root system that's under the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, that is really what is ultimately feeding and nourishing for better or worse that right. tree. And so we all have that in our lives. We all have this root system that's at work that has been developed over the course of our lives. That's, that's, it's been developed as a result of things that we've walked through sometimes great things, but a lot of times just really difficult, hard things that have grown roots of shame, of fear, of abandonment. And those things then start to inform our belief system and they determine the way that we act and the attitudes that we portray and all those things. And so we are all about talking about what is at the root, what is the heart of the matter here. And really that's what today's whole conversation is around. So this is really getting to the heart of who we are, yeah. even as an organization. Which so I'm excited about. Yeah. I've enjoyed yeah. the other conversations, but I think this is going to kind of pull them together mm-hmm. in a cool way. So much of our discussion today as we've been talking about all these resources is coming from another great book that is called Loving Our Kids on Purpose, Making a Heart to Heart Connection by Danny Silk. And Danny starts his discussion by really challenging parents to look at what their bottom line is as a parent, Hmm. which I can honestly say, I don't know that I've ever sat and thought, what is my bottom line? Hmm. Like, what is my goal in parenting? And he said that often for parents, we tend to land on this idea of raising kids that are obedient Mm -hmm. or that obey us, which as he said, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's a good goal, but it's actually an inferior goal. And he said that the ultimate goal of parenting really needs to make relationship the bottom line. Hmm. And that when we make relationship the bottom line, and if that's the heart of the matter, then we're positioning our kids and ourselves for a whole different level um, for them as people, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good because, um, I mean, going to that bottom line, if we're going to focus on behaviors and actions and whatever we can see, Mm -hmm. then, you know, we can miss what is going on at the heart level. And the heart level is going to be that true relationship. Right. Um, And so, you know, that's where change and growth happens, you know, if that makes sense. And so basically, I think this is a quote from him, but until our children learn to deal with what is going on inside of them, they simply cannot learn to manage freedom. Mm -hmm. And so really, I think if you don't understand the goal and what you're doing, it's very hard to have your actions and interventions meet that goal. And the goal is freedom, a relationship with your kid and for them to live in freedom. Mm -hmm. I think everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, can agree to that. So 
Well, he talks about um, in the book that freedom is one of the highest priorities in heaven. Yeah. And so, so cool. freedom, when you really think about it, like it's not like love, like real love isn't possible where freedom isn't yeah. possible. Real love isn't possible where choice isn't possible. I remember hearing yeah. a pastor a long time ago talking about how, you know, God put this like forbidden tree, like smack dab in the middle of the garden. Why didn't he like put it over in the corner where they couldn't <laughs> see it? <laughs> because he said that at the end of the day, it was about choice and God knew that love mm-hmm. only is possible where choice is possible. Yeah. And so he, he wanted Adam and Eve to choose. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I haven't done all the research to know if this is, this is a true theological statement or assessment of that, just but I just thought it was metaphor. so yeah. interesting. Like, yeah. cause I think that that's true, yeah. whether or not that's the whole point of the tree being in the middle of the garden or not. But like, that is very true that God is like, I'm not going to force anything on that's you. Right. I'm not forcing. I'm allowing choice. I'm allowing freedom. And so I think when we, can move in relationship with our kids from that real true heart connected place Mm -hmm. we are giving them a picture of the father we're giving them a picture of what his desire is for us because his desire for us isn't compliance it's not that we get all our behavior corrected and right he's always been more concerned about the heart and always been more concerned about what's going on at the root level and so when we relate to our kids in that same way um, we we are literally giving them a picture of who he is yeah I mean, that's, which is, again, the goal. There's a lot of mm-hmm. goals here, but really, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just one. But, you know, and, and I love that we try and talk about very practical things. Um, but I, I'm going to also, I'm going to quote Danny Silk on this, too, um, because I just feel like people need to hear it and it will inspire you to go buy the book. Um, <laughs> our behavior flows from our beliefs, from the way that we interpret the world around us. I could give you a list of tools to use with your children, but if you use them with a paradigm that is out of line with the kingdom of God works, they will just cause problems. Hmm. The problem is that many of our versions of normal really don't have anything to do with heaven's normal. And so, yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Period. So, but you know, our position as parents is to take time to recognize the areas that in our lives that we are out of Hmm. sync with the father's heart. Yeah. And when we can become in line with that, then we can help our kids yeah. become in line, aligned with, aligned with that and replace truth or, you know, past agreements and replace them with truth of who the Lord is, how he functions and actually connect with our kids mm-hmm. at that level. Yeah. And we'll talk more about this in a little bit, but I think what it comes down to this whole discussion today is this idea of going, okay, before I'm a parent, before I'm a spouse, before I'm anything else, we talk about this a lot. I'm a son or daughter of mm-hmm. God. And if I'm in a healthy relationship with Father God, then I'm going to be in a healthier position with everyone else in my life. And so really taking the time to go, okay, where am I when it comes to my relationship with Father God? And so speaking of these these tools, um, Danny Silk talks about looking at the toolboxes that we've been given from our parents, which I thought was such a cool way of looking at this Hmm. and really going, okay, what are the toolboxes and the tools that my parents or my experiences have given us? Now that could be a variety of tools and perhaps just one or two of them. It just depends on what life looks like. But he talked about how so often those tools are labeled with a variety of things, whether that's discipline, whether that's intimidation, whether that's care or comfort or fear. And depending on how we were raised, 
really depends on what's in our toolbox. Therefore, what we have available for us to pull out as we parent our children. And so he talked about how often, so often, depending on the way we were raised, the tools that we were given are not congruent or don't match up with the tools that God uses with us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or the tools that he uses with our children. And so I may operate from a place of extreme discipline or intimidation because that's how I was raised. And God, that is not the way God operates with me. But if I don't understand the way God operates with me, I am not then going to translate that into my interactions with my kids. And so I'm going to operate from an inferior goal instead of a goal of heart to heart connection and relationship. Mm -hmm. And so he states that the hammers my father gave me were different sizes of intimidation. And behind those tools of intimidation was a set of beliefs about himself, me and the role and responsibility of parenting that are simply incompatible with the kind of relationships that God has designed for us to have with himself and with each other. So he's speaking of his father, that his father was super intimidating Hmm. and he had all these beliefs about himself, about Danny, about God that just didn't match up. He said, if we are going to attempt to parent our children in the same way God parents us, there's a good chance that we are going to discover places in our relationship paradigm that are incongruent with how he, God, works. Hmm. And so really being willing to look at that. And so that is really our conversation today of going, how is it that my relationship with God translates into the way that I parent Mm -hmm. and being willing to really, really look at that? Mm -hmm. Yep, because we all come into parenthood with our own issues mm-hmm. from our parents. And fun fact, guys, you may not even realize <laughs> what those are yeah. until you parent. That's, <laughs> I said that about marriage. I was like, oh, yeah. I thought I had all my stuff together. Right. You realize and you're a super selfish <laughs> Everything person unleashed. when you get married. Yeah. <laughs> and then when your kids come, you're like, wow, I'm parents. controlling too. Really screw yeah. me up like a lot. So, you know, and you work through it. It's yeah. okay. But the point is, though, when you can recognize those hurts, whether it's father, mother wounds, grandparent, whatever it is that comes out of it, when you can recognize these, it's just important to take the time to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to do that. Right. Because here's the deal. The Lord is not asking you to white knuckle healing or white knuckle parenting. And I've seen a lot of people try and reconcile the pain that was done to them by parenting, like making sure their kid turns out okay. Yeah. But you're going back to just making the uh, the appearance. It's Mm -hmm. about the behavior and not that I actually have a heart connection. They want the heart connection. They just don't know how to do that. And that's still parenting out of their woundedness. Even if it's like, I'm going to fix everything. Right. Your kid has a great job, goes to church, checks all the boxes. But we're talking about a deeper level of Mm -hmm. connection Mm -hmm. that you can have with your kid. And it's worth taking the time to heal from those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and another piece of that that I know we've kind of hit a little bit, but taking the time to acknowledge and listen, this is for parents, but this is for every last one of us because you are impacting other people, Mm -hmm. whether they're your own biological children or not. So please, if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm not a parent, this doesn't apply to me. No, it actually really does because this affects how you just live your life and how you impact the lives of other people. Um, but taking the time to acknowledge and address the belief system that you are carrying and and really knowing how to process that thing. I mean, we talked about the tree analogy and the trunk is the belief system. So if the trunk is really what upholds and supports all of the things that we deal with or the issues that we have in our life, we got to look at what's, what's in our trunk. <laughs> I'm just going to move on from that. Um, <laughs> You don't, want to, you don't want to sit there a minute? We get, no, thanks. That was deep. Moving on. 
I saw my daughter. I saw what God did through her life. But I also got to meet friends of hers from Mercy when, during graduation and, you know, one at a time and then more friends after that. And to just see these girls and hear their story. I love to hear their stories because they're all so different, but they're all claiming the transformation of Jesus. I've seen a lot of rehabs. I've, you know, walked through with people other places in in mercy is different than anywhere else you know mercy has touched so many lives that i will never know these girls are living their lives to the glory of god and it has changed not only their lives it changes generations it's changing my daughter's children and it will change their children because of what mercy is so please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. But I think just understanding, like, what is it that I believe about God? Yeah. What is it that I believe about myself? Take a minute to, like, process that and think through that and ask the Lord, because goodness knows He knows better than you do what's in your belief system. And so He's very faithful to reveal that kind of stuff if you will take that time to process that and, and acknowledge those things, but then also to know how to address those things, yeah. um, which honestly, I mean, we don't have time. I'm sure we have a million podcasts on renewing the mind um, or our Keys to Freedom study. We talk people through that process of knowing how to renew the mind, knowing how to find out what are those things that I'm believing that just aren't true about about me or about God or about other people, but then knowing how to very proactively and intentionally break those lies that we're carrying because what, and, and actually in the book, Danny Silk calls it our truth filters. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's our belief system because we all have filters that we're seeing the world through and, you know, children, they don't, they don't have those truth filters to question or to challenge what, what they're being taught mm -hmm. or what we are taught. And so what we believe is true absolutely shapes what we see in the world, how we react to the world, how we respond to the world. Like it completely determines that. And so we have to know as parents, what is that, that we're, what is it that, um, is filtering? What are, what are those things filtering through yeah. and how can I make sure that those things are healthy and that those things are good and that I'm not processing, um, my children or my relationship with God through this false or deceptive lens. Yeah, I just good. think that can't be you know, overstated. Yeah. I mean, we reinforce what we believe to be true by the way we behave. And I've probably yeah. said this when I've been on here before, and this is just a common phrase that I've used for a, a very long time. Um, especially in drug treatment, I hear what you say. I believe what you do. Mm -hmm. And if good. you turn that around on yourself, hmm. which is not awesome. Okay. Not fun I'm to do. Speaking from a <laughs> personal <laughs> place, right. You can put that in every area of your life, but if you really want to know how you feel about things, let your kid be losing their mind about something mm -hmm. in front of you, whether they are two and they're like, why won't you let me eat the thing that will kill me? Mm -hmm. Or if they're, you know, 16, why will you not let me have a Ferrari? I mean, whatever yeah. the ridiculous thing is, you know, but when you were worn out and they're pushing you on these levels, the way that you respond to these situations really lets you know what you believe, what agreements you've made. And so instead of feeling shame about that, we have an opportunity to go in, okay, what can I do about that? So mm -hmm. clearly my response to this was not okay. Yeah. You know, and you can evaluate, was it just really tired? Was I whatever, but it's okay. Like take the time to evaluate, um, what it is. And so, you know, like, do you try to intimidate control or connect 
in these moments. And whatever you do in those moments, that lets you know mm. something's going on. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm just going to say it again. Don't feel shame about it. You can apologize and repent and do all the things, but go back and then go, okay, what do I need to work on? Lord, mm-hmm. where, do you, where do you need to heal some things in me? That's huge. Um, Danny Silk says in his book, he says, the lie that we can control others is the biggest lie in human relationships. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, man. That's a big one. And okay. we don't, it's not like I consciously wake up in the morning and think, who can I control today? That's just not how we operate. Yeah. But we can all kind of move, especially as parents, because there is an authority to who we are and what we carry and understanding that if this is something that we believe, especially in our parenting or in any relationship for that matter, we are going to operate or parent from a place of intimidation or Mm. violence or anger. I often tell the story, even at workshops, that there was a season in my life where I was still pretty broken and I had my oldest daughter who's now 14. She was little, little, little. And I remember there was a moment where she was being a newborn and was so upset and angry and crying and I could not get her to stop crying. And I remember there was this anger that just rose up in me and I remember slamming her down on the bed and I just was, there was such a reaction and the anger and I remember the Holy Spirit so strongly coming and saying, if you do not address this anger, you will be abusive. Like there, there was a turning point place for me to go I have got to get some things dealt with Mm -hmm. because I am moving down a trajectory of what I've come from and my own wounds and my own issues that as a parent, I am face to face with what is coming out of me that I do not want there, Mm -hmm. that I didn't even act choose. It was just there. It was brokenness. And so I think so often, and I'm happy to say that I dealt with it and there's not an angry reactive place in me anymore, Mm -hmm. but it was there y'all. Yeah. And you can see the fruit of my daughters in my relationship. That was something that was dealt with and it didn't carry on. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's something he did. Mm -hmm. But I think so often we push that under the rug or don't look at those things or don't acknowledge them or don't just kind of kick ourselves in the tail and go, this has got to be dealt with. But when we do, there's a whole different trajectory that changes. My daughter doesn't have anger or reaction issues because I broke that. And so there's just that encouragement in that too of going, okay, where are these things that I believe and how am I parenting from brokenness? Or in my case, was even father wounds that was coming out in my parenting that I did not want there. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. when we do address that stuff, there's such healing and freedom Mm -hmm. that's available. And then you see the generation shift where they don't have to fight that battle because you battled it for them, which is the best. It's the coolest thing. Yep. Yep. Man, I I just feel like thinking through what we've already talked through today and just through this whole series that we've covered, it just really does always go back to the healthier you are as a person, the healthier parent you're going to be. And I know that just sounds like, okay, well, no, duh. But (laughs) I mean, really, it just goes back to that. We can give you all the tools and like, you can read all the books, but like, if you are not operating from a healthy and whole place, it is going to affect your parenting, no matter what, Mm -hmm. no matter how many tools and resources you've covered. That's right. This is really the heart of the matter. And so I think as we um, relate to the Lord and, and really identify and can stand in security, Security is our, as sons and daughters, like you said, our primary identity as sons and daughters. Before you are a mom or a dad, you're a son and daughter of God. And mm-hmm. so if you can be secure in that place and have that um, that healthy relationship and heart-to-heart connection with the Lord, you're going to be able to relate to your kids in a more healthy and whole place. Mm-hmm. Just period. Yeah. The, the issues that you've struggled with, um, the, you know, maybe tendency towards like codependency or the things that we've talked, we've talked about so many different things through this series, but it all boils down at the end of the day to you being healthy and whole 
and having a really thriving relationship with the Lord yeah. because that is what is ultimately going to determine how you parent. Yeah, and how that informs everything. Absolutely. And so really at this point, we want to spend some time on the practicals because mm-hmm. if we're talking about some things and it's starting to push some buttons or help you go, oh man, which is what we always pray, that there's just this place of never guilt or condemnation, but an awareness that comes as mm-hmm. you're listening. The Holy Spirit begins to go, hey, this is maybe something to look at. Um, there's a, just a power and then going, okay, what do I do now? And so really one of the first things we want to encourage you with, and this is one of the things I had to do back in the day and I still have to continue to at times, is to really spend some time assessing where you stand with Father God. Now, when we look at the Trinity, we know that there's three parts. There's Father God, there's Jesus, and there's Holy Spirit. Father God is his very own entity and we can tend to be more comfortable at times with other parts of the Trinity mm-hmm. and kind of push Father God away, especially when there's father wounds or when there's things that we've come up against over time. It doesn't even have to be with our father. Sometimes it's authority or different things along the way. If there's a father figure in our lives in any capacity where there's been woundedness or or hurts or trauma, we absolutely project that on Father God. Very rarely do we consciously know that. Mm-hmm. And so part of this even starts by going, Lord, are there? how do I see Father God? Do I trust him? Do I believe he is good? Do I believe that he's got my back? Do I believe that he is not a man that he should lie? Like, do I believe the truth about his character Mm -hmm. and spending some time really going, okay, how do I feel about this? Pay attention to your initial thoughts, your initial feelings. When you even ask that question, if you just get frustrated or angry or you Mm want to shut down, pay attention. Do you draw close? Do you pull away? How does that look like? And then take some time just in prayer going, okay, Lord, begin to reveal to me how I see you and why do I see you that way? Mm -hmm. What are the things that have come in over the years that have caused me to see you in an incorrect light and understanding then how that informs my parenting. Because if I am not in a healthy relationship with Father God, it's going to impact the way that I parent. End of story. And so there is a real practical place. And I will tell you, as I've prayed this through my own life or prayed this through with other people, Father God cannot wait to communicate through Holy Spirit to show you the, the blocks or the areas of your life where you don't see him mm-hmm. in the true light. If mm-hmm. you're not able to crawl up on his lap in a place of trust, there's some work to be done and that's okay. But if I can't crawl up on his lap and trust him as father God, I'm probably going to have some issues with my children being able to really trust me in that mm-hmm. capacity. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So really taking the time to look into those places and also assessing, as we talked about a little bit ago, just the tools in your toolbox. Are there a lot of unhealthy tools in there? And perhaps just to season of intentional healing is needed. That can look like a lot of different things. The Lord will lead practically, but that may include seeking out some biblical counseling, really working through even like a study like Keys to Freedom that does bring some new levels of healing and equipping, but beginning to get intentional about your healing process, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whether it's about Father God or whether it's about things you're like, I totally parent from a place of fear. It is jacking up some things. I've had Mm -hmm. to look at that over the years too. Like I can't parent out of fear because it's going to impact. So take in some things and really looking at those things and seeking out some healing and understanding that as you step into that, the Lord is going to bless that. He's going to honor that. He's going to open doors. He's going to set you up with the right people. And you will see that he accelerates your healing process far beyond what you could have imagined Mm. because you showed up and because you let him do what he does. So hopefully that's encouraging. Yeah, it's so good. And there are a lot of resources um, that can help you work through kind of your father or mother wounds um, and help you connect with the Lord. And I love how the Lord heals 
a lot of our relationship with him via mm-hmm. our relationship with our kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you tw- if you turn it, you know, for me, if I'm if I don't feel like I trust that, you know, the Lord or I'm like, if, you know, uh, I don't really know who he is. And what if I'm questioning that and all of that? If my son comes to me and is like, Mom, I really want to know you. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. You know? And so That's it's awesome. that kind of sometimes I have to kind of switch that out and think about, OK, if my kid came to That's me good, with this, how would I hmm. respond? Yeah. And, um, one of the books that, that is really amazing. I've just heard so many good things and I have not fully read it, but I've read lots of excerpts from it. It's actually on my list of things to do next week. Um, but it's uh, a workbook called Finding Father by AJ Jones. And mm-hmm. she's one of the pastors at Grace Center, which is a local church here. Um, but this book is just super impactful. Yeah. Um, just a lot of people in my life have just found so much freedom and it just helped explain like how they view the Lord is how their actions are playing out. And it's just helped mm-hmm. them heal through some stuff. And, and her story is pretty amazing too. Mm-hmm. You can actually find that I think on their website, but I was there when she gave her testimony and it was just life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely seek that out. It's totally worth it. Um, also acknowledge, you know, y'all know I'm always the fine accountability. <laughs> just going to be my, you know, thing, but acknowledge, that's it. Acknowledge to a spouse, a friend, an accountability per- person, a group, I, you know, I don't care who, just anybody <laughs> Someone. Know, that you're parenting is not where you want it to be. And that some of the roots that are kind of hindering this for you, not again, I'm going to say this, not just where you go and be like, it's so hard. No, we got yeah. it. But like, it's hard and this is why, and I need somebody to help pray yeah. through mm-hmm. this with me or just encourage me, ask for prayers, get a prayer group, do whatever you have to do to actually move forward in that. And then also prayerfully decide how to begin connecting with your child. Y'all, if you think your kid is you, they're not. That's right. Okay. Had to figure that out real quick. Okay. And so even when you see things that remind them of you, you know, they're not you. Mm -hmm. And so pray through, okay, Lord, who are they and how do they connect and how can I shift my expectations of how I think they should connect, Mm -hmm. you know, with, um, with who they are. Right. And actually learning to get to know them, um, individually because the Lord knows them intimately. He knows what he has prepared them for. Pray into the, the vision and the call that he has on their life and how you can connect with them to come alongside him and them in that call. Yeah. Um, you know, and that just to say personally for us, so I struggle and I've shared with that about controlling, like just let's all be perfect soldiers and mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're not golden retrievers, um, by the way. And so <laughs> I keep having to remind myself of that, but you know, Liam is so strong willed and I was too, but he is in a different way and the way that he connects and feels connected to us is totally different yeah. than mm-hmm. the way that mm-hmm. I did. And I had to just stop. And thankfully, I have a husband who doesn't mind telling me stop and, uh, and vice versa. Yep, mm-hmm. that's it. So, you know, it, it's okay. It's okay that they're different. The Lord knows who they are, and he can really show you how to connect with yeah. them. That's and I would good. even jump into just with another resource on this topic that would be 
so helpful. Most listeners probably have heard of the five love languages, but Gary Chapman, the author of that, also has the five love languages of children. Mm, And so it's the same love languages, but it gives you an opportunity to really assess the love languages of your kids. Yeah. And it's just another great tool to go, okay, how do I connect with my kids in the way that they're wired? Because they may care two poo-poos about gifts. (laughs) Two (laughs) two poo-poos. Sorry, we can't just move on. I care a lot of poo-poos about gifts. (laughs) I didn't think y'all would leave that alone. Uh -uh. Okay. Nope. They don't care. You just made it all very uncomfortable. Yeah. I knew it was coming out and I knew y'all weren't going to leave it alone, but I'm just going to keep going. That's it. Yeah. They could care less about the gifts, but they want quality time. Mm -hmm. And so if if their love languages are different than yours, it takes that much more intentionality to go, how do I connect with them in a way that they, their love tank, as he talks about, feels filled Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And can I take this one more level? I know somebody's going to be like, stop talking. It's okay. Um, (laughs) But even with the love languages, also know that that's where you feel vulnerable. Mm. So if you know your kid's love language, like you work through that, you're like, it is quality time, especially if they're a teenager, right? It's quality time, but they reject you in that. Mm -hmm. It's because that's where they feel vulnerable. So, um, you know, make sure that you give that time. Like, it's okay. Like, if you're like, let's spend time together and they feel really uncomfortable, it's, you know, understand that that's where it is because that's where they feel vulnerable. Yeah, that's and, good. And I'll just repeat that seven times. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I hope that makes sense to somebody out there. Yeah. I feel like it need to be said. So, Well, we definitely hope that this conversation today has been helpful and we yeah. need to wrap it up for the day. But um, I know for me, it's just even encouraged me and inspired me to, you know, we don't, my husband and I don't have kids yet. We want kids, but like I need to be focusing in on being the healthiest version of me that I can be, not striving for that perfection, even though that's always an internal struggle for me, but just wanting to be as healthy and whole for my future kids as I can be. Yeah. Um, Because as we've covered today, it really all comes out of where you are in your relationship with the father and how you identify as a son or daughter and how you see him and what you believe about him and what you believe about yourself and all of those areas that maybe still need some healing. And I know that like you said, there's just going to be stuff that comes up. Like you mm-hmm. have kids and then you're like, oh, I thought I dealt with that. Right. Yeah. Well, there it is. Or they hit or I didn't even seasons. know I had that yeah, thing. That's yes. what I was going to say. And then next yeah. week and then the next so week. So it's, just, it's just, and I just think yeah. it's such a cool, I guess it's a cool way that the Lord just continues to refine us yeah, as right. his sons and daughters, because that's primarily how he sees us. And so I just, I, I know that we've mentioned this a couple of times today, but you know, our keys to freedom resource, I think is, is probably the resource that I would most encourage people to to consider if they're like, man, I think I need to walk through my own mm-hmm. healing here. I need to, I need to do some of this work on this belief system. I need to do some of these things with my, the wounds that I've, you know, dealt with with my own parents. Um, our keys to freedom resource really kind of walks people through. I mean, healing lives hurts, choosing to forgive people, renewing the mind, breaking generational patterns for your kids. I mean, I think yep. that there's so much that this resource could help, um, for people who are parenting or want to be parents. Um, and so that resource can be found on our website at mercymultiplied.com. You can find that. And, um, you know, we're, we're still just kind of regularly blown away. I don't know why we're still surprised, but just blown <laughs> away sometimes by the stories that we get yeah. back from that resource. And I don't think we're sitting here claiming, oh, it's just because we're such great writers. <laughs> no, nope. it, it truly <laughs> yeah, is. it's not that. <laughs> it's 100% because, yeah. like... 
Holy Spirit is working through this book the same yeah. way that he uses these exact same principles and works through these principles in our residential home. He's using it and working through it um, in this resource. And so we're just, we're thrilled and excited about it. And it makes us want to encourage others to, yeah. to look at it as well. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, that um, that's going to do it for today. But we are going to wrap up this whole parenting series um, next week. So we hope that you will join us then. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.